family. It's a tech show for the family IT person and the person that's dreading the day that we're all walking around with these nerds gawking at us through these weird glasses on their face. I know, I know, your grandson just got you on your new iPhone and you're having a hard enough time remembering to charge and wear that watch that they want you to wear to track your heart rate and your steps and, and uh, try to be up on your health. Hopefully today we'll be able to clear up some of that confusion and uh, get you ready for the inevitable future that is smart glasses. <laughs> and anyone else wanting to get more out of their lives through tech, I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. And I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. And I am excited about today's episode yep. because I think this episode is going to mark our transition away from audio and podcast first to video and tech show first. It doesn't mean we won't yep. have audio. We'll still publish it in the podcast feed for those right. of you that want to listen. And it'll still sound awesome. Yep. We hope so. But we are using a new recording technology. So we're not on Zoom, we're not on GarageBand, we're not on voice memos, any right. of those kinds of things. We're using a new technology and we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks about how it went, how we got there, all the hoops Jason had to jump through yep. just so that we could actually do this. But we're on this new technology. I'm excited about it. Editing's going to be different. The quality of the video should be different. So what I would ask is that provide us feedback, right? Let us know in person or through however you can get a hold of us or use the feedback form. Mm -hmm. Let us know how it goes and just know that this is part of our journey. It's not a one stop. It's not going to be perfect today or in two weeks or three weeks or four weeks. This is going to be our journey to get this show where we want it to be. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. It, it was it was a long time coming. I knew we were going in this direction pretty early on, right? Because you took a liking to the video and editing and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Just let us all know if if there's anything that you guys would like to see us change or adjust or something like that. Well, if it's not clear by now, we're gonna be talking about AR, VR, mixed reality, and some of these limited use glasses that are are, are available, right? So. These things, they don't necessarily change our reality, but bump, bump, <laughs> but they just kind of, kind of, <laughs> right. Got to get those sound effects ready next time. Yeah. Yeah. We need one of those sound boards like they do on the radio shows, but you know, they kind of offer things like music listening, photo taking and things like that. So uh, we'll go through the differences. We'll talk about some of the use cases and try to give you a better understanding on the differences between some of these, uh, these hardwares that are available. So, Greg, I remember you you mentioned before you don't have any experience with uh, with headsets, with VR, AR, uh, some of these limited use glasses, anything like that. Only the experience that I get through other people. So I've never put on a pair. I don't even think I've been to the big machines in the arcade yep. where you can play the games in in those those giant football right, right. stadium sized things. I don't think I've done any of that kind of stuff. I have an idea of what I think I want this stuff for, which I think we'll talk about later. But yeah, I've not used anything. You offered to send it to me and I went, nah, yeah, because if I'm going to experience it, I kind of wanted at the time, I don't know if that'll hold out, but I kind of wanted at the time my first experience to be the Vision Pro. Right, so. right. And and make it that opportunity. So we'll 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 see. So I had the privilege to to be able to use a few different types of AR and VR headsets. 
So again, like you mentioned, I own my PlayStation VR, which doesn't get any use. It's it's literally sitting in a box in the garage. Um, but I'm also part of a Houston VR group, and this group gets together and they talk about advancements in the industry, any big news or headlines that, that comes out in AR or VR. And uh, also a lot of the game developers come by from time to time and they'll drop demos or or let us play betas of the games that they're working on. So uh, they meet weekly. I hadn't been in a few months, um, but hopefully one of these guys pulled the trigger on that on the Vision Pro, and I'll be able to go in and test it. And I know I can make an appointment at the Apple Store and and go in to see it. But um, this is a little more um, real world, I guess I would say, real world setting. So it'll be fun to go and hang out with those guys and talk about um, um, the Vision Pro and stuff. Also. In the post show, we were going to talk about the um, the Vision Pro. Uh, I mentioned that I, I have here in the notes that the embargo is still on, but early this morning, before we got up and to record, they they uh, lifted the embargo, and a lot of these videos are dropping, which is what I would ho was hoping we would be able to to review a lot of these videos and see. But um, in the post show, we're just going to talk about the same thing we talked about, just in more detail. So we're going to talk about how we feel about AR, the current state, and uh, things that we want to see in the future and, and stuff like that. So if you want to stick around and get extra geeky with us in the post show, please do. And uh, Greg, anything else you wanted to add there? I don't think so. I, I'm excited to learn more about AR and VR today. I'll have a few ideas and stuff like that. It's mostly going to be Jason helping us all learn. And then I'm excited to have a conversation because I want to share what I think AR VR should be. And hopefully it'll for those of us that have been around tech for a while, you'll remember where right. I'm getting this from. So, <laughs> right. Don't forget to hit that 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 subscribe button or follow or or share. Do the whole subscribe, share, like thing that that uh, all the YouTubers talk about now. <laughs> so it only takes half a second, but it helps us out a ton. It helps the show out, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, also, as usual, thanks to all the folks that's been listening for us, uh, listening with us for the, uh, the past few months, and uh, uh, we really appreciate you guys, too. All right, Greg, let's do a little catch-up and story time. So the last week, it was cold and rainy all week in Houston. Uh, finally, Saturday, it was in the mid-50s and cloudy, which still made it feel like it was in the low 40s. Uh, Sunday was the first warm day. It was actually the day uh, I was at a market, and I had to pull off my jacket. So... That was the first uh, uh, day of, of good weather that we had. It was bright and sunny. And uh, I see you didn't want to wait for good weather. You sent me a message. You had to get out and, and smoke some turkey and, and some salmon and and uh, um, get out and enjoy the weather. So how, how are things there? And uh, this kind of ties in, too, with, with story time. So tell us, how how'd your week go? Yeah, so I, I remember the one day we were talking, and we were actually warmer than you were. Yeah, at the time, which was kind of funny. And uh, but no, Sunday was fantastic. It was upper 40s and sunny. Okay. And so came home from church, turned on the smoker, dropped 10 pounds of turkey on there to uh, smoke. And mm -hmm. that took about. I don't want to people criticize how long I smoke it, but it took about four <laughs> and a half, five hours. I know people do right. a lot longer, but right, right. Uh, but no, I, I sat out there and uh, put up the hammock and put on a hoodie and laid there and smelled the hickory 
and the yeah. turkey for four and a half hours. It, it was fantastic. And then when we got done, we had some salmon from Alaska from my uh, sister-in-law. They had brought it down. And so we oh, cool. uh, seasoned that and threw it on. And that's still in the fridge. Uh, most of the turkey's gone. But yeah. uh, there's still some of that salmon in the fridge. So, no, it was fantastic. And actually, until late in the week or the weekend when we're supposed to get snow again, it's supposed to be in the 50s and okay. sunny most of the week. So, yeah, yesterday I worked for a couple hours out in the hammock. Uh, I'll probably do any editing and stuff I have to do today from out in the hammock. Uh, and I've gotten in two real bike rides, not just getting on the e-bike and 10 right. layers of clothing, but got on the actual <laughs> mountain bike and, and gone for rides. And I plan on doing that again today. So it was great. Okay. But my tip for this week, and here's our tiny tip, uh, is related to the smoker. And when I bought the smoker, it's a Traeger tailgater. So the legs will fold up and it's actually designed to be set on your tailgate while you're tailgating. Right. And, but the reason I bought it is because I wanted to take it camping and I didn't want a mm -hmm. full size one. And Plus, it's just right. I mean, for our family, I'm, I'm not smoking meat for 50 people. So right. um, I could probably get maybe 15, 20 pounds of turkey on there if I did it right. Okay. Um, that's, that's a, yeah, that can feed yeah. a pretty big group. Yeah. But uh, I wanted something where I could monitor because it's got a, a thermometer that you can stick into the meat and it plugs mm -hmm. in right into the smoker itself and so i could walk out and press the button and see what the temperature is but i wanted something that i could monitor from my phone and so i went this uh, govi wireless control smart meat thermometer okay and uh, govi actually does a pretty good job and i want some of their christmas lights right um, so i'm starting to research which ones i want to put not for my house but for my trailer and they have strips and all kinds of stuff but anyway yeah this one it's great it's bluetooth it's battery powered and I just put some Velcro on part of the smoker out there and Velcro on the back of this. So I, I stick the actual box right on there with the Velcro and it's got a place for six thermometers. Okay. So, and I only have two, it came with two, you can buy the other four and I usually only need two cause I put one in each turkey breast and, right, right. and call it good. And so ideally if you had one of those big like competition trailers, you can put one like down in the pit, you can put one in the smoker. You can put one on the top where you're cooking, yeah. like your lighter meats, your chickens and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. so you can monitor up to six places yep. on, on a single pit. That is really cool. Yeah, and it's like I said, it's Bluetooth. I didn't get Wi-Fi because I just didn't think I would have a need to be monitoring from right. somewhere else. I mean, Sunday it would have been okay because I could have put it in before church. Actually, I can't because... Anytime you start up a smoker, you end up smelling like the smoke. And so then I would have had to either go to church smelling like smoke right. or I would have had to shower. So, um, but I didn't get Wi-Fi. I just got Bluetooth. It's fine. The Govi app is really good. It actually integrates all of their stuff, not just yes. the thermometer. It's for everything. And I can go in and I can tell it what I'm cooking and set the temperature that I want it to. And it'll start going. It'll alert me 10 degrees before, 5 degrees mm -hmm. before. And then when it reaches temperature so that's my tip for this week it's great it wasn't terribly expensive i can't remember how much it cost um but for what i'm doing with it it's right. it's perfect so i love this kind of stuff so i guess i do have something that would be considered smart home related right in my home but this might be the only thing right right i think it qualifies and so the pit that i had the bottom kind of rotted out i should have took better care of it but um whenever i upgrade Everything my pit, rots out. 
in Houston. Yeah. If it's metal, it's gonna rot. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, the bottom just fell out, and it was it was a, always a whole deal to try to get it to try to maintain the temperature. And I had to put metal in the bottom, and it was a, it was a whole thing. So whenever I get around to getting a new pit, I was always planning on getting some of these smart thermometers too. So yeah. So yeah, real good tip. I'll, I'll well, check out Govi. I have a lot of their lighting and stuff too. So yep. I'll check those out. I, I can recommend the Traeger. I mean, my brother-in-law Traeger replaced his whole Traeger a couple of times um, just with their warranty and stuff. And so that's right. why I went with the brand. But this tailgater is great because it fits in the back of my truck. Like I said, the legs fold up and I can lift mm -hmm. it and set it down. It's got wheels. I can then push it right into the back of the truck and yeah. set it and good to go. And if I fill the pellets, it's more than enough for that five hour okay. smoke. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So the pellets, can you use real wood or does no. it have to be pellets? Okay. You can't Pellet top up only. your own and wood. Okay. Here's the thing about Utah. You want pellets because half the time when you camp, there's going to be a fire ban, which okay. means you couldn't use wood anyway so it's either propane or pellet so it does allow me to get around most of the fire bands that we okay we have here in fact we're uh, i've got two of them in my cart i gotta decide which one i want but i think we're buying a a propane portable propane fireplace okay um, because some of the places we go don't allow campfires unless it's propane so you just get one of those propane pits so that's yeah. just the kind of stuff you have to deal with when you live in a desert that tends right. to catch fire and <laughs> burn everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some current stuff, some current stuff we see in the news and, and the headlines. So um, no big news here, just keeping up with the iPad. Greg and I are both excited about it. So the latest that I saw was uh, German reassuring or reasserting that we're still looking at the end of March for that time frame for those new iPad pros. Um, no new th new updates on hardware and specs and stuff like that. We're still expecting what we're expecting. We covered that previously, but um, yeah, yeah. So it was on his um, the link I had. I saw it on on um, was it Engadget? It was one of the websites, but it was in German's newsletter. So the Power, Power On Power yeah. On newsletter that uh, that he uh, that he drops. Uh, what is it? Uh, once a month or two weeks or once a week. Okay. So it's every Sunday it comes out and I subscribe to it. It's got a ton of great yeah. information. And then if you listen to other tech podcasts, usually on Monday upgrade follows up on everything that he said. They right. love the fact that he releases on Sunday and they record Monday right, morning. Right. So it just works out perfectly for them. Yeah. I'm going to give you a heads up here though. I'm hoping that they do more than just the pros in March. Yeah. I'm, I, I hope I, so I too. I don't need them to do the mini. Because I know where that fits in my life, but I think I need them to do the air. Right. And the reason for that is I'm not as convinced I'm getting the pro as I was when we did that episode a couple of weeks ago and talked about right. it in the show. So we'll talk about it when stuff comes out. Um, I'm sure they're going to do an event on this one because I'm guessing it'll be M3 Max, you know, yep. the air, the MacBook Air, and probably the studio and the and the uh, Mac mini would it be yeah. my guess. But if they release more than just the pros in March, I, I'm going to have to think about it. I think. Oh. All right. So now let's jump into our main topic for today. So again, we're talking about VR, AR and other face hugging technology that, uh, that, uh, that seems to be 
going around, you know, lately nowadays is getting more and more popular, right? So yeah, we're, it's no longer just Google Glass, which was a right. tremendous failure as a product, but yep. probably helped everybody else realize that they couldn't do that. So hopefully it helped shape the market today. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And man, there were a lot of privacy concerns because of the company that was doing it, right? Because it was Google. Yeah. I think they caught a lot of heat. It was like some legislations and stuff uh, uh, going around. Uh, you know, they, they just kind of whipped up the whole industry, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, yeah, I think that that whole plan fell on its face because of the company that was doing it. So maybe they'll get a different reception now, right? They'll change a few things because we know they're working on it, right? Yeah. We know everyone's working on it. Samsung, uh, LG, we know everyone's working on a version of this. Even if they didn't know Apple was working on it, right? Which we know they were, but Apple released their device. It's, it, they're on the way to users now. They're working on it. Yeah. So um, so we're going to just talk talk through a few things. Again, none of these companies sponsor us, right? So we're not going to talk about specific products, but we'll throw some names out there just so you can get an idea about what you're going to look for and, and what to, what to um, you know expect from these. I'm just saying, if any of them want to send us equipment, yep, definitely I'd be happy to. You know. <laughs> right, we'll definitely test them out. So anyone that we do name, you know, if you just want to send us a set, we'll uh, we'll test them out for you and give you an honest opinion on it. So let's start with VR, right? And VR stands for virtual reality, right? These virtual reality headsets, and these headsets they're usually closed off from the outside world, right? They're they're um, like totally totally blocked on the outside their screens or, or something on the inside to help you see and what they do is take you out of your dull boring reality <laughs> that we live in and put you in a virtual reality. go camping i'm just saying <laughs> right or get a get a good camping simulator you know and, and stay in the in the coziness of your of your living room and and still enjoy it or so, when it's 15 degrees outside and you want to be next to a tropical beach Right, right. Yeah. That that's a that's a better option to me. So uh VR has been around for years and years at, at different levels of quality, right? And when I first started researching this, I was like, eh, maybe the maybe the 70s or something like that. No, 1968 was um uh, the first time when there was uh someone that created a VR headset to uh to use and, and play with. Now no like major products or anything like that. It was just mostly students and and uh um you know teachers, you know, tech tech nerds of the time uh experimenting with this. But uh throughout the years big companies have tried to make a push towards uh, uh VR, right? We have the the uh virtual boy from Nintendo in ninety five and and other companies came and came and went. But somewhere around 2015, 2016, VR was back and it was here to stay. You know what I mean? They, they, some of the uh, really big name companies really made a push for VR. And um, I think a lot of that had to do with the technology at the time, right? Smartphones were already out. Screens, Samsung and, and other screen manufacturers were making them smaller and smaller and um, higher definition. Right, they require less uh, less power and things like that. So, uh, I think a lot of it was just because of the advancement in technology. 
So there's a few applications for, for VR, right? Uh, education, training, sports and athletic training, you know, um, uh, doing different drills and stuff like that. But it seems like the biggest and most popular use case for VR is gaming. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I'm okay with that. I love gaming. PlayStation VR, um, the HTC, uh, Vive, a lot of these different, uh, 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 you know, big name companies kind of really made a push towards gaming. And uh, that's what it seems like VR is. When people think of VR, they think of gaming, right? That's what it's mostly used for. And see, I think the other category that's going to come up now is going to be entertainment. And, um, you know, I know we'll eventually talk about the Vision Pro, but the idea is um, I want to watch Star Wars Mm -hmm. sitting on Tatooine, right? right? So Star Wars is big, giant in front of me, but all around me is just the Tatooine desert. Right, right. And I and I know we're gonna get some stuff like that. So um but yeah, basically VR just takes you out of your reality and puts you into a virtual reality and you can and, and you can experience the game or again training or or you know whatever class you're 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 uh, you're getting uh uh you know educated in that time. Uh VR headsets seem to be, you know, um uh, really used for that sort of stuff. So there's some VR sets available now. I mentioned the PlayStation VR. They're on version two now. The ACC uh, Vive uh, Elite, which is their like pro version, the MetaQuest 3. These are like the latest versions of that technology that was released around 2015. And they can range anywhere from five bucks for those plastic goggles that you stick your 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 smartphone in all the way up to like 4,500 bucks to some of these ones that are really specced out and have all of the sensors and things that you need to move around your room and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, VR is, uh, it's, it's here to stay and it's really fun. Again, once you get your hands on it, uh, Greg, you, I think you'll really enjoy it. We'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is AR. I know you heard this term, uh, AR, which stands for augmented reality. Right. So unlike VR that takes you out of your reality, your your boring, lame reality and puts you into a virtual one, uh, AR is designed to augment that reality. Right. It lets you it's designed. The headsets are designed to where you can see through the uh, see through the headset and it adds information into your field of view. Right. So you're still sitting in your office and you still see everything in your office and then you'll add things like your calendar, uh, just basically a heads up display, right. That you see on, on all the sci-fi movies and video games and, and, uh, things like that. So it'll add in your calendar. It'll add in your, your messages. It'll add in basically a computer monitor. So you'll be able to use your computer and things like that and still be able to interact with the outside world. Um, not all are advanced as, as the vision pro, but let's say some of these basic augmented reality glasses, um, someone comes in a room, you see them, you can make eye contact, you can still speak to them and, and things like that. And you'll still see the things that are, that are, um, you know, in your field of view that are still around in the, in the, uh, in the real world. And I think some of these are, I don't want to, this is not a broad categorization and it's not perfect, but a lot of these are designed for more productivity. Right. types of things yes. right so i see some of the examples that you're going to mention here in a minute but 
they're designed more of let me work in yes. my environment, especially if I have, you know, something weird going on. Right. Or right. a small space or those kinds of things. Let me work. So the first time that I realized that AR was going to be a reality, do do do. <laughs> I got to get the sound effects. Maybe this new platform's got right. room for sound effects. Right, right. But the first time I realized that this was going to be a reality and not just something that we see in Star Trek and, and other science fiction movies was when uh, Microsoft came through the campus and showed us uh, a video, and it was Microsoft's vision of the future. So I looked this thing up on YouTube. I put the link in here. Uh, check this out. So a lot of the stuff we have, like you're going through they're going through the video and you're looking at the technology like, wait, we have that. Wait, we have that. We have that. So it was a good vision of the future. It wasn't like some 40s vision of 2000 with floating cars and like the Jetsons and stuff like that. But it was a good, accurate, a good, accurate prediction on how the future was going to be in the technology. Now, Microsoft doesn't own or, or maybe they have stakes or whatever, but they don't own or produce any of this technology. We, we have it from other you know, manufacturers and stuff, Apple being one. And also you notice like the phone wasn't the center of that tech universe in Microsoft's vision. And at this point in history, it is uh, at this point in time. So a lot of that technology exists. Like you see the lady pull out her boarding passes on the phone and it's just like a little sliver of glass, but she's scrolling through her boarding passes. But we have uh, our Apple wallet now, right? And we can we can go through boarding passes and credit cards and stuff like that without having a third and a fourth device in our pocket to manage that. Everything is managed on the phone. So a lot of this uh, stuff already exists in some capacity, but the first time I saw it was like the video that I, that I linked, it was from nine years ago. I think it was nine years ago. Maybe it was longer, but I saw the video even longer before that. So um, really, really cool video. But seeing that is when I realized that, Hey, we're going to be using this for more than just really cool videos or really cool, you know, demo or concept videos. So, um, again, just like VR has been around since the 60s, so a long, long time ago. And some of the use cases, like you mentioned, is mostly for productivity, right? It's being able to work. Um, one of the examples that I see from a lot of these companies when they do their little demos or their, their um, their uh, concept videos or whatever, it's always with some tech holding a part, right? And it's looking at the um, the instruction manual and the different parts broken out to where they'll be able to disassemble or reassemble something. Uh, I think even, um, no, I think this was a HoloLens uh, a video, but a guy was working on a motorcycle and he blew up or, or um, rather he kind of, um, he kind of took apart a part of his engine on the motorcycle and he can see the inside, the internals and things like that to see exactly how to assemble it. So a lot of it is productivity and a lot of it is like precision work and stuff like that. Um, being able to have these instructions right in front of you as you're disassembling some crucial part and, and some unit or something. Um, there's also uh, directions. Right. Some of these glasses will offer you like map directions and show you like uh, landmarks and stuff like that. Again, going back to this Microsoft Vision uh, uh, commercial um, that they had years ago, 
it had a little arrow on the floor. And I don't know how practical that is now because now we have watches that tap on our wrist to let us know when to turn left or right. But uh, it was just an arrow being projected on the floor and he was following it around like a little smart vac in the airport. And it was showing him which terminal to go to, things like that. So um, so things like that, directions and, and um, just productivity and being able to uh, to do precision work and stuff are some of the applications that, that AR has now. And, uh, oh, I put here too, like we always say on the show, if, you know, even the stuff that we don't know that we need it for yet, right? The stuff that we want that we don't know we want yet, right? <laughs> Which is something yeah. Steve Jobs was always famous for telling us. They, we don't well, know what gonna, we want. We don't. And I think, you know, Apple's released the Vision Pro and I don't think they know what people are really going to use it for. They think they have an idea, but I think back to the Apple Watch where they touted the Apple Watch as all kinds of things, right? I mean, there right. Were, the list was a mile long. And now most people use it as a fitness tracker, sleep tracker, mm-hmm. and for notifications, right? right? And so, but you've seen Apple refine their message related to the Apple Watch as they went along. And I think that's going to happen um, as we continue to go forward. And I don't want to say Apple's the be-all, end-all, but generally it's when Apple enters into a market Right. Or a product line that that starts to happen. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of push everyone to uh, to improve. Right. Instead of just giving us something, they'll set the standard and everyone everyone targets that as uh, how they want their product to be. Right. So uh, some of the uh, AR sets that are available are, of course, the Microsoft, the HoloLens, too, that I I mentioned Uh, in real. they're, they're like, they look like regular glasses, but they're kind of really bulky. And, uh, and the ones we always mention that we're dying to get our hands on are the X-Real glasses. And um, they range from anywhere from 99 bucks from my research for real products. Not, I know you can go on and Alibaba has a BR glasses or whatever, or AR glasses for 50 bucks or whatever. But these actually look like real products and they range from anywhere from 99 bucks to 900 bucks. I didn't see any um, real products that were over over a thousand bucks. So um, AR glasses are out there, and you know they they look really cool. So yeah, this is the category to me that if all you want is I live in a small apartment, or I've got a very small workspace, or I want to be a little more mobile, but I want more screen real estate, um, this is the category. Yeah, that I think would be good. Right. This is the category where like the extra glasses, I think, could work for something like that. Right. Right. So the next one I have is mixed reality headsets. And you guessed it. It's exactly what it sounds like. It basically mixes the the best uh, features, the best aspects of VR and AR in one headset. Right. So some give you the ability to cut off. Again, block that 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 screen out. Uh, take you from your reality and put you into the virtual environment. And then also um, either undim or have a screen that lifts up or or something that will allow you to be able to see through and interact with your environment. Uh, in the case of the um, Vision Pro, it has cameras on the outside, which uh, allow you to see through. And then uh, there's a screen on the outside that projects your face on the inside so people can actually see your eyes and your expression. Really advanced, really overkill for the time, but then again, that's Apple, right? They're gonna they're gonna oversell, and uh, man, it looks really awesome. But on some of the more practical use cases now, 
um, there's just a little screen that goes up and down, either on the outside or the inside of glasses. And uh, you can let that up and down as you want to be able to switch between AR and VR. So I think if manufacturers aren't hyper-focused on a certain use case like gaming or something like that, or again, specifically being able to do education or, or something, um, I think this is the way all headsets are going to go, right? There were tons of different phones, flip keyboards, sliding phones, and things like that. Apple released the the black sliver of glass, and all I've all cell phones became a black sliver of glass. So I think this is the way uh, mixed reality is what we're going to be looking for in the future, even from some of these gaming headsets. Uh, I think this is the style of headsets that are gonna that are gonna be uh, here to stay, basically. So, uh, and again, we're not going to talk too much on the um, on the Vision Pro and things like that because this is our current reality. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, this is our current reality. This is the way uh, uh, technology, uh, this type of wearable, is currently. So, we really can't um, speak too much on it because we're, you know, we're actually living that now. I mean, we can talk about it, but. Again, there's not much uh, as far as the future and stuff that we can only uh, speculate on now. Yeah, so. and I like the the Vision Pro. Obviously, is the big entry into this right. market, right? Right. But Xreal has multiple levels, and they have <laughs> the AR glasses, mm -hmm. and then they have this mixed reality set, which I believe is their new. I right. started to get confused when I was researching them, so I think their newest one, the more expensive one, is the it's both right yeah. and so yeah i gotta figure out if i can get my hands on a on a pair yeah. of any of those yeah yeah because when i was researching even that entry level one to still get you an awesome experience you yeah. know it's just the, the the pro version of that um kind of offers a lot of bells and whistles that you don't necessarily need but will be cool to have i think that would still you know improve that experience but um but we'll talk about x real maybe maybe like I said, we can test some of those out one day. Yeah, we'll see where it where it goes from here. Probably the last kind of category we have is this limited use uh, smart glasses kind of realm. It doesn't really have a name like AR, VR, uh, mixed reality. So I, I say limited use because the the cases are pretty limited with these things, right? So these are glasses that aren't advanced as AR, VR. Um, they just kind of look like bulkier shades or bulkier eyeglasses right but they add things like cameras and speakers so you can listen to like music or your text messages and things like that and um um yeah they, they're they're it's pretty limited but still pretty fun to have right i've seen some like amazon release some with their smart assistant built into it to where you'll still be able to access um you know voice commands home automation uh, ask questions like, you know, uh, the weather and stuff like that, all from your glasses, right? It has a speaker built into the, uh, into the, uh, the, the, I forget that, whatever yeah. that part is called. Oh, on, arms. On the, the, yeah. They're actually using, so I've seen of them, I've seen uh, a couple of the commercials on these Ray-Bans got a set. Right. Um, right. I think somebody else does too, but, um, they're using one of my favorite audio technologies for outdoors, which is the, um, bone conduction oh right, right right and so instead of piping it into your ears they're piping it through your cheekbones yep. or through your 
head and working really, really well. And it definitely, that definitely is more of an augmented reality, right? Because you're not isolating yourself from the world in any way, shape or form. You basically got the equivalent of a spy comm set in your ear right. and the spy glasses on. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and then that brings me to the next one. Are these ones, uh, these smart glasses for, um, for these social media companies, right? There was, uh, the, you mentioned the Ray-Ban ones with Snapchat. I forget what they're called, but I just call them the Snapchat glasses. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, some Instagram ones, like, uh, uh, you know, a couple of years back and they just look like fancy contemporary shades with a camera built into it. So you can take pictures of your food and your children and your, you know, whatever event that you're attending. Um, I think it was cool to have, it was gimmicky, but no camera is going to be better than the camera that they stick in your smartphone. So I think it just didn't catch on like they wanted to, but as technology improves and that camera gets better and better and the battery life gets better and stuff like that. Um, I think we'll be seeing more and more of these, um, you know, in the next few years start building up until people start really uh, using these mixed reality uh, headsets. So, yeah. All right. So that was it. Not a lot of information that uh, I wanted to, you know, we'd like to keep it light here in the main show. Uh, definitely stick around with us for the post show and uh, we can get extra geeky about this and talk about some more specs and details and stuff like that. Um, no show next week. Uh, I'll be uh, on a much needed cruise that <laughs> I've been looking forward to for a few months. Now, anyone who's been listening to the show, they're going to say, didn't he just get back from a cruise a few months ago? I, I think that's too much cruising. Well, I say to you, sir, it's not enough. <laughs> it is not enough. But Greg, what do you have for us the week after that? Well, I have a question. So you don't do the same cruise every time, right? And if I remember right, one cruise is a family cruise. Right. And then this this cruise coming up is the cruise that you use to recover from the family cruise because you had all of the family on the cruise. Right, right. So that's usually the case, right? Uh, early, Earlier in the year, it's usually just me and my wife. And then September is the family cruise because of all of the birthdays that are, that are uh, towards the end of the year. This cruise happens to fall on my daughter and my sister-in-law's birthday. They wanted to go and celebrate. So not only will I have family, uh, we're going to be on with about 27 family members oh. on this cruise. So yeah, this was this was going to be an experience. It's going to be a little different. So we're we're looking forward to see if uh, this is something we're going to enjoy or say we're never doing that again. So, <laughs> so you're uh, you're uh, going to be the tech grandpa and uncle and friend right. and in law and all those kinds of things for the right. I'm sorry extra for your chargers, pain. extra cables. I'm taking extra of everything. For all of so in March, Jason will be saying, yeah, I realized that I, that wasn't the kind of cruise I want to go on. So we're going to skip another episode because I'm going to go on another cruise where it's just me. <laughs> just me. Right, right. Just me. No, no wife, no kids. No, no nothing. Just me and yeah. my uh, me and my camera. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So next week I was thinking maybe what I'll do is maybe drop some shorts or something next week if I can get to it to talk about some of these Vision Pro um you know, videos and stuff that we have. And if you get a chance right. before you leave to record any, we can publish some of that kind of stuff. But the week after that, we're going to talk about the Vision Pro more in depth. 
updates. People have, will have had it in their hands. Um, we'll have watched all these reviews and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so that'll be one of the topics. I think we'll talk about how we're recording the show today, how it went. We've had to pause a couple of times during the show and make a few minor adjustments. We don't know how this is going to turn out. So we'll talk about that process too. And then I also want to talk about a topic that I've had on my list for a while. Hopefully we'll have time to get to it next week. But that's um, one of the main reasons why I am in and stay in the Apple ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And that's continuity and handoff and the ecosystem itself. So those are the topics that I think we'll talk about unless something major comes up between now and then, if I uh, splurge and buy a set of X reels or something right. like that, but continuity is on my list. Uh, I also have on my list eventually to talk about day one, which is the journaling app that I'm using. So that's the, that's the plan for the next couple of episodes that I'm going to host and we rotate. So I won't make Jason think about his next episode until he gets back from his cruise. So Right, right. <laughs> yeah, he might come back and his episode might be how to support 30 people on a cruise. That might right. be his. I think his so, episode. too. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of vacations, uh, I'll just let folks here know um, it'll already be out on my Leaders Lift podcast. Um, I'm actually going to take a sabbatical or put the podcast on hiatus and you know, one of the things I've talked about in Leaders Lift is that sometimes you have to say no to things so you can yep. focus on other things. And so I'm going to be doing that. If you've been listening to Leaders Lift, thank you so much. Um, I'm not going to take it down. I'm going to leave all the infrastructure in place so that if I think, hey, I just had this idea and I want to just record a, a topic ad hoc that I can go ahead and do that and publish it out there. But I need that. Jason needs his cruise right now. I need to focus on some other projects that I want to be focused on. A lot of them are related to tech. Um, but anyway, I'm going to be uh, on hiatus for uh, Leaders Lift. I hope it's not permanent, um, but we'll see how the next you know, few weeks or months go. And so I just wanted to share that with everybody. Jason will go cruising. I'll take a break from that podcast and we'll see if we come back with uh, some more ideas and stuff to move this forward. Right, right. And I'm sure to be back. Like I said, I got a lot of value out of it. The people I shared it with, they did too. Um, it'll be back, even if it's in a different capacity or something like that. I'm yeah. sure it will. We'll see. All right, Greg, that was all I had. You have a cool podcast closing for us? Uh, I have no idea what to even put on here with, with all these changes, but uh, let's just say we'll see you in reality. Right. Whatever that reality is for you. Yep. Virtual, real, AR, VR, mixed limited use. We'll see you in one of those places. And again, this topic is going to stick around for a long time. So yeah, I think uh, so. All right, folks, we'll, we'll see you week after next and enjoy your week. Thanks everyone. Have a good one. All right, folks, now it's time for the post show. And, and this is where we usually get extra geeky and, and uh, we talk about specs and things like that. But the last few episodes, we were just having a, a casual conversation and in, in the post show and uh i've kind of been enjoying it so we're going to stick with that same theme and um just talk about the current state of, of vr and ar right now and uh um just you know i'm just going to throw a couple of questions out there and uh we'll, we'll talk them through and uh the first one is what do you think about the current state of, of vr right now vr and ar and these glasses and things like that great 
I'm excited for what I think it could do, how it could transform. If I think about how the internet and remote technologies broke down work barriers, mm -hmm. right? And to be able to work in a job across the world and not leave that kind of stuff and how right. the internet has opened that kind of stuff. And then mobile to be able to be in touch all the time. I'm excited to see what VR and AR can do for transforming our world and helping right. us experience new things. And, you know, if I think about one of the uses I would love to have when there's three feet of snow outside is to be able to put on a pair of goggles and uh, do the Tour de France track or, you right. know, ride right. my bike through the Alps while I'm on the, the stationary bike and have it change based on the elevation and, you know, and all that kind of stuff that would be super, super cool. So mm -hmm. um, that's the positive side of this. What I'm want to keep my eye on is what's happened with social media, especially to people that grew up all the time on social media and the impact right. it's had on mental health and, um, you know, your perception of your worth and your value and mm -hmm. keeping up with the Joneses and all that kind of stuff. Because what that is, is that's a disconnect from reality, right? And a disconnect from the person to person interaction. One of the reasons I look forward to this podcast is you and I talking for a couple hours right? because I don't get a lot of interaction with people outside my family here um, just because of, I work from home. I never leave my house. I mean, my truck can stay in the garage for a week at a time. So right. I worry about more isolation, more mental health issues as people continue to check out. And then when they do have to come back to reality, it's not as cool <laughs> I know. as where it's, they it's... were. Right. Lame. And, and yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, so I, those are the two things that I'll be curious to see um, what happens. I know that's not the actual tech itself. It's mm -hmm. more the cultural and social impacts that I would like that I'm keeping an eye on. But that's that's kind of where I that's kind of where I stand right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I didn't think about that as I was writing my my my. my you know, my, what I think about it is more practical, but yeah, I think, um, people isolating themselves or, or they just spend so many hours and, and so many, uh, so much time in this that when they come out, they don't know how to readjust to the real world, right? They don't know how to speak to people. They don't know how to, how to, how to, you know, just, just conduct themselves in real environments. And, or still conducting themselves as if they're still in a virtual environment with no consequences yeah. and no things like that. So, no, I, I, that is really something to think about moving forward. And, and, um, yeah, we know that there's going to be bad uses <laughs> for this, yeah, this type mean, of stuff. Just all like of with the everything. negative stuff that is in real life and that's right. on the internet is going to, it's already started to happen. Right, in right. VR and with AI. I mean, those are the two technologies right now that I think are going to dominate the conversation. But, mm -hmm. you know, maybe the simplest example, I would encourage folks to think about this. If, um, you know, if it wasn't $3,500, Karen and I could both get one of these. You know, we watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning hit streaming. So we mm -hmm. watched that the other night and it was great. We watched it together. We talked to each other. You know, we joke around about it. And then... But I think about if we wanted to watch it in VR on mm -hmm. or on the on Apple's Vision Pro, well, two of us sitting on the couch with a headset on is not the same as watching the movie together, right? right. And so 
I would encourage folks to think about that. Our relationships that we have, and I said this on the Leaders List podcast, the most important thing we have in our lives are relationships. And if any technology, including AR or VR, harms those relationships or takes away from those relationships or causes isolation and those kinds of things, then we've got to watch it. So I don't, I won't want, don't want to harp on this because I absolutely believe there's amazing things that are going to happen with this, but just like getting addicted to video games or getting addicted right. to social media, I can see people getting addicted to this, this augmented reality. And you end up with things like the movie real player one, right. Where the only place people could go was into the Oasis and right. um, that kind of stuff. And that's not the future any of us want to have. So I think we need to keep our eye on that. Not trying right. to be a doomsdayer. Right. Or no, no, like no. That. but but you're right. You're right. And also, um, you know, you mentioned earlier about uh, people's self-image and, and their self-worth and things like that. You know, uh, I just can see this future leaning to, oh, I'm sorry, I'm touching my mic again, but I can see this future heading to where someone's self-esteem and their self-worth is so low that they only feel like they're worth anything in that virtual yeah. environment. They don't want people to look at them without their glasses on. They don't want people to interact with them without their glasses on and they, you know, basically isolate themselves from the world and they're only who they really want to be inside. And we see bits of that now with some of these um, uh, massive online, you know, role-playing games, right? They're only who they are when they're that wizard mage or, or something like that. And they're slaying dragons and stuff like that. But in the real world, they're just antisocial and, and, and just a person who can't, you know, navigate, um, our reality, but they're the king yeah. of, of Avalon. You, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, in their online world. So, um, I just don't want to see that, which I know we are, there's going to be a bit of that. And hopefully that's going to be, you know, after dealing with generations of, of social media and se and technology addictions and stuff like that, hopefully as a society, we'll be more equipped to be able to deal with stuff like that when it comes along. Yeah. I mean, a couple of things, not to keep going on and on and on about this, but in the Oasis, no, the, first the, thing that, the first thing that the players did when they took over the Oasis was close it two days a week, completely close it. Mm -hmm. And they said, that's because we need the interaction in the real world. And that's absolutely true. Right. And then the other problem that I see that people need to think about is, do I give up on becoming the person or achieving my goals in the real world because they're so much easier to achieve in the virtual Right. World, right. I mean, I'm playing NBA 2K and Jason laughed because I had some technical issues and I was going to be really upset if I <laughs> I'm had to glad, Yeah, I'm glad over. everything worked out. <laughs> right. I know I'll never be a professional basketball player. So I can, you know, go play basketball and feel like I'm the best point guard in the NBA. Right. Virtually. But if I am a great leader or people look up to me or those kinds of things in the virtual world and I'm a recluse and I don't, don't deal with people or I don't ever work on those skills that are needed to become the kind of person that I want to be in the real world, then that's a problem too. Because our goal with this podcast is helping people get more out of their life. My goal with the other podcast was helping people live up to their potential. And yeah. these two things are going to collide if you just think I'm just going to do the virtual world because it's so much easier and I can just hit reset or I can just go pay for extra currency or whatever right. the case may be other than the and that prevents us from going through the journey to get to who we really could be and to get the right. most out of our real lives. Right. Right. 
So again, my my complaint about the current state is is more practical practical and my complaint about VR and AR is the same complaint I have about everything that's mobile technology and that's the technology improves at light speed, right? Um I know we said VR has been around for for years but you know the technology has um improved so fast but the battery technology doesn't, right? We're still basically using the same batteries that we used in the 90s, right? And it's up to companies like Intel and Apple to kind of, they kind of uh, optimize the hardware to not drain the battery so much because these are still the same batteries. So until battery life improves or the way we we charge and we keep these devices charged, uh, uh, you know, some new technology comes along. I don't really see most people using this, right? Cause yeah. now you buy even the X real, you know, I believe one of the reviews I said was like four or five hours, which is good for entertainment or, or recreation use or something like that when you come home. But if you're going to be using this thing, like I mentioned, uh, at CES, one of the car manufacturers basically, um, syncs with the X-Real glasses while you're driving and gives you a heads-up display. If you want to see people out in the in the wild, so to speak, in the in the public using these things for navigation or uh, delivery drivers using them for their job while they're delivering packages and stuff like that, cooks working with the menu or or you know orders and stuff work you know popping up as they're preparing meals and stuff. If you really want to see this technology be used in our everyday lives. Battery life is going to have to improve on these things. Yeah, it it, it just is, you know, um, and and that's my main complaint about it. Some of the more powerful VR headsets and and AR headsets, they're wired, they're tethered, right? You're you're tethered to some kind of unit. You have a wire running down your back, or uh, like when I go to the VR meetings, they have it running up. They have like those uh, those zip cords holding the wires up out right. of the way, so you can navigate around the room without tripping over cords and stuff. But to get that type of power, you know, you're, you're yeah. wired, you're wired. Well, so battery has to improve to be able to move this, this technology along. And Apple's got an external battery, which most right. of the headsets don't. And theirs is still heavier than a lot of headsets, even without yeah. the battery as compared to those that have it. The problem is that battery is only two and a half hours. And so that's not yeah. even most movies. Yeah. nowadays because most of them are going to run two hours and 45 minutes or something like that and right yeah. now there's no soft shutdown there's no you've got 30 seconds to unplug and plug into a second battery and a spare battery is 200 right but um <laughs> so you're going to have to be plugged in and you know the other use case if you're going to want to do this on a flight you know any flight right. you're really going to want to use this on is probably going to be longer than two and a half hours so yeah i agree with you the battery technology needs to improve. We need to be able to get yeah. more energy out of smaller packages, more efficient energy, and not just software. There's got to be something from from a, a hardware standpoint. And right. I mean, even they the have RV to be better batteries. Yeah. The RV industry is shifting away from lead acid batteries like you have in your car to lithium. Yes. But you're still talking big, big batteries, right? Yeah. And yeah. then it has its trade-offs. And so, yeah, energy, I think, is going to be a... That would, if you can come up with a better battery system, yeah, I think you could do really well. So right, right. You think about the microchip from 
you know, from 1980 to, oh, you know, not even 1980. Think about microchips in the 90s until now, how that's improved, like almost like alien technology, you know, almost like magic um, from, from you know, just that, that 30 or 40 years. But yeah, battery technology yeah. is not, has not improved. Yeah, I mean, you watch, and I don't know why I can't think of the movie off the top of my head right now, but you watch where uh, NASA gets their first supercomputer and it takes mm -hmm. up a whole room. The whole room, yeah. Yeah, and right. my yeah. smartphone sitting over here fits in my pocket and is like, what, 10, 20, yep. 50 times more powerful than that supercomputer was? Right, so, I believe it was the Ramac, the, the room, the whole room computer, I believe it was the Ramac or something like yeah. that. So my next question is, we kind of answered this with the first question is, do you really see it catching on? Right. Yeah. And what I mean by this is, again, the battery life is is a roadblock for this for this technology, for this industry. Um, but to really see this catching on, you have to understand. Uh, and we talked about this before with other devices is removing the, the phone from the center of your, your tech ecosystem. Right. And for so many people now, don't get me wrong. 30 years ago, uh, you know, longer no one even saw this, the phone being the center of your, you know, your, your tech ecosystem. So uh, we see it in real time that, you know, something new can come along and, and, you know, that'll be, that'll be the, uh, the, the main device that you use. But now that we see things like the watch, the watch can easily be the center of your, your tech ecosystem, right? Without a phone, you know, manufacturers, Samsung, Apple, they're trying to really keep us tied to that phone. You know what I mean? They, they've offered things where you can set up the watch and stuff like that uh, without it. But, you know, maybe in about five or six years, you'll be able to buy a smart watch and that'll be just as powerful yeah. as the current state of phones. And we can remove the phone from your from the center of your universe. So if you can understand things like that, that the phone is not going to always be the end all be all of your tech ecosystem. Right. It's not going to be the center. Um, maybe the watch would be the center or maybe it'll be a combination between glasses and a watch and some other device that you wear that's either a battery or, um, you know, the main processing power. And it's not yeah. necessarily a wearable. It's something you stick in your pocket and it's wirelessly charging the device or wirelessly charging and doing all of the processing power and the cellular connections and stuff like that. And it's just a black screen or a black box that you keep in your pocket, but the watch is your, your screen interface or the glasses is, are projecting the screen interface for you to do something like that. So if you can understand that the phone is not going to be the center of the universe, then I can really see this catching on, you know what I mean? In the next, you know, five to 10, 15 years or so like that. What do you think? Well, I think it's going to catch on. And yeah. I think if, if, my conversation, my wish list is going to head into this territory. So maybe I'll hold that until we get to that. But yeah, I think okay. this is going to catch on. I think it's going to be transformational again uh, right. for better and for worse. So I, I definitely think it's going to catch on. Okay. So, and again, I know we just, we kind of answered that with our first, with the first question. So the last question is, what do you want to see from the future for these devices? And m mine is simple. I want to see higher tech, and lower prices, right? Yeah. So I'll just finish it with that. That's what everybody wants from everything, right? We want, I basically want the Vision Pro as it is now for 1500 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I may have to wait for the Vision Pro 2 or the Vision yeah. Pro Lite 
You know what I mean? That, that'll be second or third generation of this current device. And we talked about why this price is so high. It's in the hands of the people that need it, not for necessarily folks that want to play around with it. But um, yeah, I want to see, I want all of that tech and a lower price tag. Well, and so, I mean, you shared that Microsoft video and I think there was a BlackBerry one that was similar that came out right. even earlier than that. And that was going to be my, you kind of stole my thunder on that particular one, but <laughs> right. I don't think the phone, I don't think maybe the phone. Yes. But I think the concept of, I have a core computing device, right? And that core computing device sits in my pocket or whatever the case may be. It's probably about the size of a phone. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's what I carry around with me. Yeah. So if it could be on my wrist, that would be awesome. If it's in my pocket, that's okay too. But the idea would be that um, I walk in and I set it on my desk and then that projects up and now right. I can interact. So right. all of my computing and everything is on that one thing, but then I have unlimited numbers of places where I can do this. And that's kind of what that Microsoft video was, right? And right. so- Just a bunch if, of slivers of glass, yep. yeah. Uh, if I want to put it on a wall somewhere, or a projection screen, or on a desk, or um, you know, have the holographic display coming from my watch, or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. that's where I really want this stuff to go. Now I wear glasses, right? And yes. So um, I like the concept of glasses. I hope that they get to the point where the devices can handle my prescription, not have to have special inserts because. If the devices could handle my prescription, then they could continually adjust, right? And right. they could be shared with other people. If you have to do prescription versions or prescription inserts and stuff like that, it becomes a little more complicated. So um, that's kind of what I want. And I like the idea. I don't know if you've ever watched the show, The Good Doctor. Um, no. But it's a, it's a medical show. But the, the doctor that's in it has some, uh, some mental challenges. But what he's really good at and they show this is that when he's assessing a patient, um, like in the in the um, pilot, he a boy has glass go into his chest mm. in the um, in an airport, and what he's able to do is visualize the whole circulatory system in the kid's chest and know which vessels are being cut off and stuff like that. And so, you know, if I think about that kind of an approach, and it just the way they show it on screen is it's just this ethereal thing up there, and he's seeing it in his brain and um, you know, those kinds of things. So that's where I would like to see this go. I'd like to have that one computing device that covers everything I've got on my desk right now. Wyatt was in here earlier and he's like, I didn't realize how intricate your setup was. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> but I'd like to have that one computing device. And then I just have the ways to present and interact with that information that differ depending on where I am and what I'm doing right. and that kind of stuff. That's where I want to see this stuff go. The entertainment stuff is fine. But I'm still at that point in my life where I, I need productivity. Yes. And so I, I want to address that first. And then if it just so happens that I can watch a 3D movie on some of this stuff too, then that's great. But at least for me right now, the more practical uses are yep. higher on my priority list. Yeah. Yeah. And we need those devices that are kind of dual purpose, right? We're, we're at an age now you know, with families and the, and the, the, the grandkids and all that, it's, it's hard to buy devices that are recreational or, or just entertainment for just us, right? If we're the only ones that can use it and the family can't use it and, and uh, no one else can share it because it's a prescription lens or something, um, yeah. it, it becomes harder for 
folks like us to pull the trigger, right? And, you know, we love technology. This is gadgets for families, right? We, we, we like to share technology with our families and stuff. So when it comes down to only I can use this, it's only made for me and only fits me and, and I'm the only one that can get any entertainment out of it, then uh, it, it becomes harder to justify those types of purchases for guys like us. So, but if we can work on it and get, get our jobs done and, and our hobbies done and still watch Star Wars on Tatooine, then yeah, yeah. it becomes an easier choice. And this stuff is more expensive. I mean, it's we've got four Nintendo Switches in the yeah. family, right? Between myself and my kids. Actually, five, because my other daughter has one too. And in some cases, that means we have three or four copies of games and yes. all this kind of stuff. So some of those types of things have got to improve, um, or it just doesn't hit as a priority yeah. for me. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, like buying one of these for every person in my house just so we can do something is just unrealistic, right? But Definitely. if I was already buying a phone and now I just needed to buy this centralized computing device that then does all this other stuff mm-hmm. and then the house or the trailer is equipped to, to be the screens and the interactions and all that kind of stuff, but it's just coming from my computing device versus, you know, so-and-so's, then that's great. So I think it'll be interesting. I think we're, you know, if I think about movies like Minority Report or like right. Mission Impossible with the glasses and that kind of stuff, and then these types of videos, and even Star Trek, right? I mean, send it to my ready room, and all of a sudden yeah. it pops up on the desk, or they've just got the super thin tablets. The, none of the computing power is in that stuff. It's all sitting in the core of the Enterprise, right? right. So I think our reality is starting to merge with that sci-fi reality that we've already been in. And so I want that from a tech standpoint, but I do believe we need to be conscious of the cultural and social impacts of it. Well, I think that's a good way to end it. What do you, what do you think? How are we on time? I think we're good. We went just over an hour, even including the post show. So, okay. Well, so I did have one more thing. And I said several times before that, the uh, Vision Pro is just for the pros and the people that need it right now, right? The developers, the the um, the the people who are going to be um, the influencers, things like that, right? At the end of that demo that I watched, the uh, the lady that was doing it was like, "Oh, thanks, and uh, there's going to be more to come, and we're excited." Blah blah blah, the whole thing. And she mentioned there are currently thousands of apps available for the Vision Pro. So I'm wondering, uh, and that kind of stuck with me. I'm like, well, I know people already developed for it, right? I know people are still uh-huh. developing for it. The big companies and stuff, they already had their hands on it. We know Disney and the whole Disney Plus team, they have it and they're working on their things and a lot of stuff behind the scene, behind the scenes, but thousands of, thousands of apps. It's, so I'm wondering. That's misleading, Jason. Right. It's that's, the iPhone apps. No, it's the developers that have allowed their iPad app okay to run okay. in vision pro so it's checking the box but there are big developers like netflix and spotify and right. maybe it's not spotify but anyway netflix was a huge one that have just said no you're just going to have to use a browser right in order to do right. it and so i think that's misleading and but i'm glad you brought this up because one of the things that's happening at least to me right now is that I was super excited when it was first announced. And then when Mm -hmm. when I started thinking about the price and the restrictions and then thinking that it would take, you know, there'd be a waiting list eight months long 
and all those kinds of things that kind of tempered my, my excitement for this. <clears throat> Excuse me, cut that right. cough, cut that cough. But, uh, what's happening now. And I think this is going to continue to happen is, as I watch the reviews and I see how people use it, especially if I can get, cause most of the demo stuff they've done is around entertainment. If right. I start to see real use cases where somebody has got the Microsoft office suite mm -hmm. up and running, which is what I use in my consulting business. Or if we start to see that we could record this podcast and that kind of stuff, I, I think that Apple reality distortion field is going right. to kick back in and I'm going to want to <laughs> get further and further into this, which is part of the reason why I said earlier, I may have to think about which iPad I buy. Right. And the good right. news is I'll have another month of exposure to vision pro to think about this and to think about my budget and do I want to spend $1,500 on a 12.9 inch iPad air with a good keyboard and do that yep. stuff. And then, you know, get the X row glasses or not. I would want to go up to the, the $4,000 model. I would want right. a spare battery and the extra battery, maybe the a couple of extra batteries. Yeah. And I would want Apple care plus cause it's $500, but it's $2,400. If you have to repair anything except for the front glass. Oh, yep. I mean, you're talking about five or $6,000 purchase. So, but the excitement is there and it'll, I'll be curious to see how people use it and what iPad apps work really well in it, which ones don't and yep. which actual vision pro original apps start to show up. So, you know, right. I did buy the Apple watch on day one, even though I wasn't quite sure exactly what I was going to use it for. I was mm -hmm. a $500 purchase. So I think it'll be good to see over the next two or three months, how this evolves and what people really say it's good at. I already, I didn't watch the video, but one of the headlines was everybody's bringing up the same nine concerns about the vision pro. I want to see what those nine are, right. And see right. how much that plays into and then decide if I just want to go spend 300 bucks for some X reels so that I can have a monitor with me wherever I go, that may be the better approach. So right. I'm excited about that. And that app store, like you brought up, right. Thousands of apps being able to go the iPad apps, how well do they work? Which ones yeah. are they? Who else? And I don't have a Netflix subscription, so I don't care. I know it's the big gorilla in streaming, but I don't care because I don't have yeah. a Netflix subscription. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll be, We'll see what this comes to. Yeah, yeah, and so <clears throat> yeah, she hit hit me with the there's thousands of apps, and I'm like, wow, this thing is ready to go. But as I thought about it, we saw the same with the iPad. Remember, there was really no yeah. iPad apps; they were just blown up there iPhone. Thousands apps. or millions of iPhone apps, right, like right. the stupid Instagram app, which is the only way you can see Instagram on the iPad, which is absolutely yeah. horrible. So the question is. Are they going to act like that, right? Are these right. iPad apps going to yeah. be like Not those be up iPhone apps, which yeah. at the time everybody thought, okay, well, that's fine. That works just fine. But then when you realize what the iPad could do, it was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Those are horrible. So I, I don't, I rarely open Instagram on my iPad just because yeah. the experience is just, and I'm only on a mini. So it's not like it's, you know, only a third of the screen. It takes up most of the mini right. screen, but it's horrible. So yeah. that's what I want to see. You know, what is this experience like? And maybe some of these review videos will start to give us that picture. Mm -hmm. uh, I think by the time, you know, end of March comes around with the iPads coming out, I think we'll have a much better idea of how usable it is. And we'll see, because like shipping right now is only on February 28th. You can get devices right. on February 28th. And in some stores, you can still do in-store pickup first week. 
Yeah. So not yeah. day one, but first week. So the first week. Yeah. You know, it's not a six month waiting list yet. Um, so we'll have to keep our eye on it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm, what I like about these things, we know the Germans and the the, the team over at at your Bloomberg's and Renee Ritchie and you know Marcus Marcus Brownlee and you know they get their units. Some maybe test units, some of them maybe purchase. Um, but I like when these guys that spend their own money get yeah. get these devices because they yeah. give they give the truth. They give you their actual opinions on it. Not saying that that uh, you know German and all them you know do that, but you know if yeah. there's something bad to say, they're not lying if they don't mention it. You you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that these guys they just show Apple in a perfect light and everything. I Justine and uh, show everything Apple, everything's perfect. But you know when when other when yeah. these guys get it, they spend their own their own hard on money for they they kind of give a more honest opinion. So I'm excited to see these guys get their hands on it. I want to know if I spend thirty five hundred dollars on it. Yeah. Or five thousand dollars, which is probably what it would end up being, yeah, right? It would. If I spend five thousand dollars will it be worth it to me? And that's the question I'm looking yeah. to answer. And I'm hoping to answer that over the next few months. So yeah. we'll see. Same here. Well, folks, thanks for listening. That's our, our deep dive. That's our post show. We're going to wrap that up for today. And uh, again, no show next week. The week after we'll have more information on the vision pro and, and uh, a few other topics and uh, we'll see you guys then. So thanks for listening. Yep. And don't forget to use the feedback and tell us how this recording Yes. out so we'll 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 talk about that in two weeks too thanks everybody thanks